Welcome to the Living With Light podcast, a place of soul inspiration and spiritual guidance, helping you uncover your own spiritual and healing path. I'm your host, Gemma Jane, and I am an intuitive, multi-level energy healer and divine channel, conscious co-creator and soul purpose mentor. And I'm here to awaken your connection to the divine within deepening your own intuition and inner guidance and allow the space for massive change and transformation. I am honored to be on this journey of self-discovery with you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Living With Light podcast. I am so excited to be back recording new content for 2022, even though we are in April, it's okay. We had a little bit of a break and it was a bit more than I intended. I intended to be back in Feb, but as the divine (laughs) decided that my timeline was, my human ego timeline was not correct and I needed to integrate some more teachings and practice more of my surrendering which I have been doing over the last four months. And my life has significantly changed in the last six months. I have left my corporate job. I am now full-time in my business and I am embodying that higher version of myself who I have been craving to step into for forever And it's here. So now the transition of letting go of my old life, letting go of the corporate world, letting go of all of the beliefs and structure I had put in place around that to enable me to to function in a world that clearly wasn't right for me. And I've got to let all of that go. And it took a little longer than expected. But here we are. So I am super excited And I wanted to chat today about about words, actually, and the importance of what we say, how we say it, and how we can use our language and our words and sound to influence us and create magic in our life. The words we speak, they cast spells. They They are magic, right? And the beauty around it is that we all have free will. We can use whatever language we want to. If we want to stay in victim mode and why is everything going wrong for me and blaming other people or blaming our communities or blaming our parents or blaming whoever, your spouse, that's your choice. You're allowed to do that. That's fine. And that will hold you at that vibration. If we take full responsibility for everything we are saying, every word that we, that comes out of our mouth, right? And of course, sometimes we say things that we regret and then it's taking the responsibility to apologize for those things that we've said that were unkind or they weren't coming from our higher self. They were coming from our ego, our personality, that traumatic, traumatized uh, part of ourselves, the part that feels unloved, unworthy, separate. It feels isolated and it feels separate from our being. And 
we need to nurture those parts of ourselves, right? So honor the words that come out when, when you're invoking those parts of yourself and then nurture them back to be healed into the oneness. And the importance of words, I got a massive aha reminding moment about them and how just how important they, they truly are if you want to create your life full of abundance and joy and prosperity and money and whatever you love, right? Like whatever you're trying to cultivate, for me, it's alignment when I feel like that's the thing that I wish for every month, right? I just want to feel alignment. I want to be operating. I want my higher self to be operating and influencing every decision that I make so that my free will isn't (laughs) taking over and I'm operating from my ego and I'm following a path that's not designed for my higher self. So in this incarnation, I want to really embody that higher aspect of myself so that I can heal multiple things within this lifetime so that when I ascend the next lifetime, it's going to be better and better and better. And I really want to inspire other people to do it right? And not operate from that fear when we're leaning into that fear-based programming, which we all grew up with, it really is just then reflected back to us. So our inner inner world is a reflection, sorry, our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. So when we do the inner work, our outer world is reflected and it is just so much more joyous. And you'll be able to look out your window and instead of seeing the rain again, for example, you're like, oh my God, isn't it? There's an abundance of rain. It's nurturing the earth. You're able to look at it from a beautiful perspective rather than being like, oh my God, it's raining again. And I have to take the kids to school and I'm going to get wet and all of those things that happens when you start to go down the spiral, right? And as we know, if we hold our thought for 17 seconds, so if you follow Abraham Hicks' law of attraction, you, if you hold a thought for 17 seconds, then you're physically, you're able to change your vibration around that. So if you're wanting to manifest something, change your language for 17 seconds, <laughs> speak as if it has happened, own it, own your divinity and own your ability to be able to create the life you want. And saying that it. <laughs> It can be tricky. So I have been, I had a car accident at the end of last year and sadly rode off our car and we needed to purchase a new car because you can't be without a car in Australia. So we started to look for, well, you can, that's, (laughs) that's not entirely true. You can be without a car in Australia, but for my family dynamics, I need a car. So we started looking for a, for a replacement car and I was without a car for about four months. And in this time, my husband works away. So Monday to Friday, I'm solo at home. And luckily I could walk the kids to school. It was just around the corner and we have the lake around the corner. So I was still able to do fun activities with them after school. And I just got super organized with doing my weekly shopping on the weekend when I could use our other car. And I ordered food to be delivered to the house if I needed to during the week. 
so I became very I became quite self-sufficient and it it was working for us and that was the story I was telling people so whenever someone chatted to me about the car and they were like oh how are you coping without a car gem and knowing that my husband was away as well I could feel their their energy around it and I would be like, it's fine. I don't need a car. And I'd rattle off all of the reasons I've just given you. I don't need a car. Um, the, the kids, are, it's fine. I can walk the kids to school. We're coping. Everything's fine. I don't need a car. And I was literally saying, I don't need a car to anybody that would listen. So I was still actively looking for this car. I would be ringing people to try and buy a car and it would be sold from underneath us. I would be contacting, I, I would contact people to purchase their cars and they wouldn't respond back to me. I was finding that none of the cars were fitting the requirements I wanted for our family. And I was telling the story that it was really hard to buy a car in Australia right now. Due to COVID, the importing of new cars has been delayed. So there's a massive wait list on new cars, especially around four-wheel drives and utes. They're really popular in Australia at the moment. I think that's because of COVID and everyone wants to go four-wheel driving and camping and see our beautiful country, right? So we're looking at we were looking at purchasing a ute. And I that's the story I was telling. It's super hard to buy a car. There's and the second-hand cars were completely inflated and there was just nothing around. So I was saying to the universe, there's nothing around, the cars are overpriced, <laughs> that I don't need a car. And whenever I was getting frustrated with the fact that I didn't have a car, because as you can imagine, it was at times quite challenging not having a car. And whenever I tune into the guidance around it, the, the guidance was so clear. It was the car is waiting for you. You just need to call it in. And I'm like, okay, all right, universe, I hear you. I'm calling the car in. I'm doing my rituals. I'm surrendering to what the car will look like, what kind of car. I had an idea in my mind, but I was flexible in a sense of what I wanted. I wasn't really shifting too much from what I particularly wanted or what we particularly needed, I should say. And I stopped, I stopped, uh, I still tried to call it in. And I still tried to call in this car. I'm manifesting this car. I would use the energy around the new moon. So I'd set my intentions, the new moon wishes, and it still wasn't coming. And I started to do some reflection around why this car wasn't coming. And it wasn't until I worked out my language needed to shift. And as soon as I changed my language around it, energetically, I could feel the shift within me. So it went from me consciously knowing I needed a car, but subconsciously saying the words, I don't need a car. Even though I was consciously saying them to people, it was still like a subconscious programming. And so as soon as I changed my language and it happened so fast, so on a it was like a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday, I said to my husband, I really need a car now. We need to find one. And it was like I anchored that energy down on the Saturday so fast, like lightning speed fast. Sunday, found the car. Monday, contact the person. I think we'd bought it by Tuesday and it was in my driveway within 
a week and a few days. Like we'd literally picked it up and we had been looking for months for a car, right? So it was such an aha moment for me to be like, oh my goodness, I have been really, my energy around this car was so congested, I want to say, and it just, it wasn't aligning, even though I felt like I was in the flow around getting this car, I was really surrendered to the accident and that brought up a lot of stuff for me. And I was letting go a lot, a lot of the stuff that happened. I was letting go of the control around what type of car I wanted and all this sort of stuff. Yet I was still speaking words of, I don't need a car. So it was amazing the magic that happened as soon as I changed my language and energetically everything shifted within our family. So I could feel that happening and words are so sacred, right? And they deserve our respect. When you're speaking, you're creating your life and it's, it's such a simple concept, but we do, we have to be careful of our language and we have to be careful of our feelings and emotions that it is invoking behind the language. I know I swear a lot. I don't feel like I swear on the podcast, but in real life I swear and it's a habit that I am really trying to get rid of. It is a terrible habit. And a lot of it that comes from my corporate background. I work in a male-dominated industry and I felt that I needed to have the language that came along with that kind of harshness that women need to survive in that type of industry. So I would swear. And I I used to swear more than my partner does. And it was becoming second nature for me just to drop the F-bomb in in just general sentences. So I was using it as a positive and a negative word. And what I was finding was that when I was using it as like a positive thing, like, you know, this is effing amazing, um, it would still sort of linger as a not great thing, right? Because I think emotionally when I say that word, it's a defense mechanism, especially for me. And it's, I'm saying it to end conversations, to get my point across, to, to be bold, to deflect, right? So even when I say it in a softer setting, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that energetically for me. And that's not to say that I won't ever swear again. I think it's more around when you're using that type of language. So like, when does it become a a problem. And I was using it as a bit of a joining word and I would find myself, I'd be like, oh, effing this, effing that. And sometimes I'd be talking about like spiritual stuff, right? And, you know, like I don't want to call the things that I find divine on the planet a effing whatever. So even if I don't mean it in an aggressive tone, it's more like a joining word in that sense. I still... I'm cautious of the language I am using now. I think that's another reason why I'm so drawn to mantra 
and affirmations and using empowering words, right? Speaking with your empowerment, making sure that your sacral chakra is free flowing and super robust and your your anchored your energy and then your throat chakra is open you've got clear concise message you're anchoring that energy down and mantra helps you strengthen those chakras and it also like changes your your dna at a cellular level like we all know that everything's vibration and everything's made up of tiny, tiny little molecules. And the way that the sound vibrations work is that they encourage our vibrational, like our signature frequency to, to be harmonious. So when we start to do that, we fully actually embody surrender. It's not just surrendering with our mind, it's surrendering with our whole being. And when we're surrendered with our whole being, we're able to access our higher self. And when our higher self is encouraging and influencing the decisions we make, as you can imagine, our divine life just unfolds in front of us, right? You're living your blueprint, why you're supposed to be here, your message, your your gifts, your talents, everything starts to unfold. So it's a truly magical thing to, to do. And words start that process, right? It's one of the easiest ways to start changing your life. Words and the magic around them are just so potent. And especially at this time on the planet where the energies are just uplifting us, everybody is starting to awaken. We've got more and more people, more and more souls here doing light work. As they say, there is more and more ascension happening and on a global level, right? And it's amazing. So if you can tap into that and harness those energies, you can truly create the life that you fully desire.